live from Hollywood, USA, the entertainment capital of the world. This is the rumor mill for the week of March 9th, 2020. Your only source for drama, gossip, tea, and speculation from the world of RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm not holding shit back. Oh, at all. The rumor mill starts now. On the rumor mill for today is March 9th, 2020. And I am joined as always by the glittering go- goddess of gossip herself, Ms. Laurie Roggenkamp. Hello, Laurie Roggenkamp. Shut up! <laughs> Sorry, wrong show. Uh. <coughs> now I sound like you. <coughs> uh, anyway, guys, this Laurie Roggenkamp. I'll tell you one thing they'll never say about you, Laurie. That you're as reliable as Old Faithful. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that she has she has a lot of leftovers. Uh, is that true? Do you do you? T- I mean, I mean, you're making a joke, but is, do do what is your situation with leftovers? I love leftovers. Oh, you do. Sometimes, well, I will say this. <laughs> it, sometimes. For me, leftovers mm-hmm. sometimes are literally reordering the same meal to take home. Wait, 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 wait. This was just meant to be like, yeah, like, what are you talking about? So, some like, like, uh, I, I do this a lot with like at like Olive Garden, okay. where I'll order like chicken fettuccine and then I'll get a second chicken fettuccine so I can eat it later mm-hmm. at home. So, I mean, technically, it's not leftovers, yeah. but. Don't they? But, yeah, don't they I market it? Words. Don't they market that? They, that's kind of thing they market, right? That they do that. Yeah, yeah. But I, mean, I especially love like like mm-hmm. um, like mashed potatoes or like something that like you can just like that tastes good mm-hmm. without a lot to do. Like pizza is my favorite leftover. I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Well, Lori, I you know look here's the deal. Pizza is a great lover. How, how do you reheat it, by the way? I love, I love how... The, wait, when you hear what I have to say next, it's going to make this all so ironic. But what, I just have to know, how do you reheat your pizza? Um, so, um, Most of the time when it's a leftover, I don't reheat it. I like cold pizza. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of the people that don't like cold pizza. Uh, the best way, supposedly... Oh, is you put in a cookie sheet and you wrap it in aluminum foil and that's the best way. I've done it. it is you good, sprinkle but, it with lemon. Well, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. So yeah. when I reheat it, I but it does come out like just like you, like you just got it. But now when I do it, okay, when I the do point it, of leftovers is that's not you're not supposed it's not so you don't cook something. No, the it's point. Just, of, I know. I get what you're saying, Laurie. I'm saying that's the way. If you wanted to taste the way it came out of the Little Caesars butt, then that's what you would do. Okay. But what I'm telling you, what I usually do, I have a method. Here's what I do. I'll put a couple slices on a plate. I put it in the microwave. I do 80% power for a minute and a half. Then I do full power for 30 seconds. When it comes out, it's sizzling. I don't like things that are too hot. 
So then I let it sit for another 90 seconds, do something else, and then I eat it. Thank you. Um, Star and I ordered pizza over the weekend, and she really wanted... Uh, it was the it was this Pizza Hut pizza with mozzarella poppers as the crust. As the crust? I, yeah, I didn't like it. It wasn't like the first off there. It wasn't like they, it was like a crust, like a crust that you would think of. It was literally just a flat pizza with two mozzarella fried mozzarella poppers on the top of the pizza, and that was it. Did you eat also, some of the poppers? I had one. When you hear the word poppers, you yeah. think it's going to be spicy, right? Depends you on think what kind that's going to have this... about. What? Depends on the kind of poppers you're talking about. But apparently it's just it was just fried mozzarella. That was it. Oh, there was no jalapeno I'm... around it? No. No, 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 no. Now, if we're going to do a jalapeno popper, what you do, yeah, is you take that's the why it's popping, you know, is cuz then it's just a mozzarella stick in a ball. Yeah. I mean, if then it's like then you're getting ethereal with it, and you're like, "Oh, it's popping because my pants are popping from eating this fried mozzarella, mm-hmm. uh, or my, you know, my diabetes is popping, you know, one or the other." So listen, this is a weird hard left here. I want to confront you about something, and it's something I've been quiet about all day, but I want to confront you about it now. Okay. All right. Everyone, I'm sure you've been quiet about it all day. I, I have not talked to anybody about this all day. Well, that's not true. I literally emailed the entire fat camp tier about this. Okay. So everyone should know this. And I know it's a thing I say. I was listening to the latest episode of RuPaul's But you Drag emailed Race. them, so you didn't say it out loud. That's true. You're right. I, I realize I say everyone needs to know this a lot. Okay. Anyway. I talk about that all the time. <laughs> everybody should know this. There on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. There's this very special tier. We don't expect a lot of people to go there, but it's a special tier called the Fat Camp. It became effective March 1st. And there are currently 11 people who have contributed their hard-earned money. Because the sole point of this tier is to all the money from that tier, 100% of it goes towards Lori and me and to lose weight. Okay? Uh-huh. I have been trying to hunt down this Lori, like the Mossad, right? I can't, she disappears, right? So yesterday we were, she said, we should do the fat, we finally, we should get the, because I will give us this, there's an excuse a little bit, in the early part of March you were sick, and then I got sick, but now I'm, I'm pretty much over the cold, right? I don't know what yeah, you're Yeah, you sound a lot better. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. still You sound like you're a little bit, but Look, you don't sound like Here's the deal, here's the deal, it's just, gonna, it's just the, the fact of life, as you get older, certain things, you know happen and one of them is when i get a cold now and this has always been the case but it's just now when i'm older it's longer uh the the, the sinuses take longer to clear but 100 percent completely not diseased at all just my sinuses just take longer to clear up anyway but i'm fine not even stuffy i sound stuffy because i'm sure that there's shit in the crevices of my head you know but uh in my nose not can breathe watch listen to this Completely clear, Laurie, right? Completely clear. Anyway. Well, it doesn't sound great. I mean, it sounds like... That sounds like the way stuff. a normal person breathes. Don't you always just breathe like that, Laurie? Don't you go like, wait, hold on. Like that? Honestly, if I heard you breathe, I'd be like, wow, you have some fat nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
So yesterday I'm talking to the, well first Saturday night I'm talking to this Laurie, and I she goes we should do Fat Camp tomorrow. She goes I have a birthday party at like two or three, so we can do it before we can do it after. I'm like doesn't matter. Let me know I'm home all day. Then she messages me in the morning. Uh, my birthday party it actually found out I made a mistake. It's at noon, so I'll be home at like three or four, and we can do it after that. Then all of a sudden, like all my ex boyfriends ghosted right <laughs> don't even hear from her I'm all, I, don't even, I didn't even text her i'm like i want to see if she messages me so how do you answer this charge Lori, that you are running from your responsibilities to this tier to be fair i mean it i probably am not doing a great job but i will say <laughs> i will say that i legitimately Got home from my f- parents' house around five, mm-hmm. four or five, and was so exhausted by my inner interaction with my family. Yeah. I mean, it was literally like I wanted to scream. Like I was so like, you know, when you like leave your family and you're just like, I think I might just like not talk to any of these people ever again. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt, and uh, I was just like, I just wanted to watch TV uh-huh. and just not talk to anybody. Yeah, yeah. And I legit forgot that I was supposed to talk. And then I remembered, like, I want to say around, like, 8.39, and I was like, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, <laughs> It's over with. <laughs> I think by that so, point, I was watching McMillions. Are you watching this McMillions? No, they end today. And so my aunt, yeah. <clears throat> my aunt's on this big kick where she, like, doesn't want to invest herself in a show unless it's already ended. Yeah. So she's like, I am waiting for the finale and then we'll watch it very smart it's a very bingy show anyway we gotta take a break when we come back we're gonna head we're gonna get into headlines and also we have a little bit of announcement that i'll make after the break but we'll come back right after this It's time for headlines. AJ and the Queen canceled. Friday was not a very good day for RuPaul. In addition to the drama and conflama surrounding Sherry Pie, RuPaul's Netflix television show AJ and the Queen was officially canceled by the streaming provider after only one season. RuPaul made the following comment on her Twitter page. End of the road for AJ and the Queen. Netflix has decided to not extend our road trip across America. Thank you for all the love. And support, we're very proud of the work. Uh, Laurie Roggenkamp, I know you were uh, what are affectionately called the AJs. Those are the big fans of AJ and the Queen. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, what what uh, what what was your what was your uh, reaction to the cancellation of your favorite show? I blame the kid. <laughs> Wait. I blame. I think the kid, the character Wait. of that kid, was so awful uh-huh. that people were like, "The whoever worked at Netflix was like, we can't promote a sociopath, yeah, like this kid." And and so, I mean, honestly, I think the kid was the reason why the show got canceled. So you don't blame the actress Izzy G. You blame the the, the characterization as the writers put forth. I mean, I've never met the actress. <laughs> I I imagine that you know. 
hopefully she's not like that kid or else god god help her mm-hmm. she's we're gonna have another sherry pie situation <laughs> um but i i i think that that the character was so off the character was literally like a uh-huh. bat like the bad seed yeah but in the 21st century uh-huh so uh, what did yeah. you think because you've seen the, the show correct uh, I watched, yeah, I watched like three episodes of the what, show. What, what what were your thoughts on the show? Did you think, do you understand why it was canceled? Yes. I think that it was, the problem was I think it just, it never got off the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that it kind of just kind of kept spinning in the same circle over and over again. And that kid was just awful. Mm-hmm. But the character development also wasn't great. They, there was a lot of cheap laughter you know, yeah, yeah. we, I mean, we, we, we got into a little bit of it and we mm-hmm. could still do now that we know, now that I know it's canceled, we could do an even deeper dive where we could yeah. do every episode. But yeah. I mean, the, the logistics of that show just didn't make sense. So yeah, I think it was just, uh, it was just, it was, it was the wrong time period. I think if this had been a sitcom in the eighties, I think it would have killed. The correct answer is the show's horrible. That episode one was one of the worst episode ones in the history of episode ones. I will say after episode two or three, the show got to like a crappy episode of uh, Gilmore Girls level, you know? Yeah. But uh, it never went above that. It never went above that. So, all right, let's move on to the next headline. As many of you know, last week, hours before episode two of RuPaul's Drag Race season 12, episode two was about to air, that made no sense, contestant Sherry Pie was disqualified from the competition for allegedly creating a fake online persona in order to manipulate men for her own purposes. Since then, a number of minor headlines have appeared. Here are the updates. On Saturday, NBC News printed a story detailing the allegations against Sherry Pie. In that story, NBC interviewed a victim named Daniel Marandola, whose story had not been heard. According to this victim, Sherry Pie and her alias, Allison Mossy, coerced Marandola into using steroids for over one year in order to bulk up for an acting role. In addition, the official Drag Race t- Twitter account posted the episode Runway Without Sherry Pie, and uh, Sherry Pie's image has been removed from the cast photo. Elsewhere, Season 3 contestant Alexis Mateo weighed in on the controversy with a couple of tweets that caused quite the stir in the Drag Race fan community. The first tweet read, and this actually references two stories we just done. I did enjoy AJ and the Queen. Sad that this show is canceled. It was great to see so many of my favorites on that season. Sometimes our own community doesn't back up our own culture, just like our gay bars. Oh, well, I guess now all we have is to crucify the drag race girl for wanting eggplant emoji uh, until we cancel drag race. And then we post sad things here on FB Facebook. Uh, Later, she replied, I have done after people were fucking screaming at her. I've done many auditions for acting and I'm intelligent enough to know that I don't need to send a video of me jerking off to have an acting role. For me, it's kind of a money move. Lori, let's take this piece by piece here. First off, um, Daniel Marandola, and I think we could tie this in with Alexis Mateo. I have some questions, and you and I talked about this in private. He claims that Sherry Pie and uh, her alias, Ellen Mossy, coerced him into using steroids for over one year. Sherry Pie would buy the steroids and provide them for him, and he did that and ate special food so he could bulk up. What are your thoughts there? I mean, that to me is so weird because I could see maybe trying to trick somebody into paying for steroids themselves. Yeah. 
But then to pay for somebody to 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 take steroids, yeah. <laughs> to me, it just shows the, next level. the level of psychosis that she that this person had. You know, it's so funny that you say that. I just saw a really interesting reply on social media, and it's it's, it's, it's an angle I never thought. It's an angle I never took. For, I never uh, thought about. Which I've always just sort of lumped this in with a simple catfishing, right? And somebody replied and said, you know, it's beyond a simple catfishing. Because it is, yeah. In a simple catfishing, you're trying to get some nudes. You know, you get the guy to give you some nudes. You pretend to be somebody. You you change a different face or whatever. You get some nudes. You go on with your day, right? And he said, like, it's creepy. But come on. At the end of the day, you just want to get off, right? Mm-hmm. He said, what's really insidious about this case, and I never took, I never thought about this perspective. Forget about the jacking, well, no, forget about it, but on top of the jacking off and the weird steroid thing and all that, is she promised, they, these were actors who were looking for their big break in Hollywood, and she took advantage of that, and these people thought that they had gotten their big break in Hollywood. Does that make yeah. sense? That they that they had gotten this this um, opening for their career, and they were willing to do all these horrible things because they thought that this was their one shot. And she took advantage of that. It wasn't just getting nudes, which I guess is gross and creepy, but like it's like the extent that she took it. Like, yeah, in this case, having the guy take steroids for a year. It's what I've been talking about this whole time. He is a predator. He is a manipulator. He is somebody who wants to take control of, of somebody's life and reshape their entire life because for some reason he's not getting something out of it, out uh-huh. of his own life. He, uh-huh. he is, is abusing these people. Uh-huh. And this is the whole thing I've been talking about. This is why I'm like, I don't want to, I'm not saying I'm, I want to be mean to him, but I'm also like, I don't care what happens to him. He is an awful human being. He is a predator. And likely, if he is allowed to continue or if nothing happens, he will eventually either kill or hurt somebody. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Laurie Rogge is a profiler. He is going to go to the extreme. I'm surprised he hasn't done it already. <clears throat> How do you know he hasn't? So, yeah. So, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't think that we should, you know, hold his hand and ask him how he's doing. I think we should point our fingers at him and say, hey, you know, you, we don't want you in our society. And I think I have a different viewpoint. That Even though I think of what he did is more awful. I know. Than I did you, really, you just want to give him a hug. I do believe in a redemption story. I'm not saying he's there yet, but I feel we're all sinners and we would all love to be forgiven. All right. What, okay, now but see, go- the frustrating thing with that is that redemption <laughs> stories are always given to the people who, cre- who create this mess. And and it's always it's never given to the victims. The victims I would love, need no, the I, I want the I, I want the victims, to, of course, to get. I'm telling you, every bad thing, short of murder and throwing them in a volcano, I think that he deserves. I mean, look, I wrote a whole. Did you listen to the episode today? Did you hear the parody I wrote? Yeah, I loved it. I thought Thank it was you. great. Uh, I also I also heard the episode. I finally upped my tier. Uh-huh. I realized that I was I was lo- waiting for the uh-huh. for first response, and I realized I didn't have the right tier. Yeah. And then I I listened to the um the RuPaul's Drag Race, and he said I was a budding sociopath because sociopath I didn't agree. Training. 
please get it right. So super than training because I didn't I didn't want to you know cry for him and and hope that he turns out okay. Mm-hmm. That seems like know. a fair assessment of what I said. Uh, okay. Yeah. In addition, the visual. Okay, what do you think about Sherry Pie? Well, I I have a sneaking suspicion. I know what you think here. But with Sherry Pie being removed from the runway and uh, her image being removed from the cast photo. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I will say this. Mm-hmm. It's tough because I, I, on one hand, I know that you're going you, to you're gonna think that I think that she should be erased from the show. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's also like they filmed the show, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those things with the judge on Ink Master. It's like, mm-hmm. do you take them off or do you keep them on? Like, it's... Sort of like, just do you get through it, or or do you just allow him to have, you know? I I think that's the tougher question to yeah. me than what what happens to the person, mm-hmm. because now you're dealing with a a whole, like, have possibly having to re-edit and redo mm-hmm. all this stuff, and mm-hmm. so, I don't know, I don't I don't I would say that's to me more a more interesting argument, so. All right, finally, Alexis Mateo's thoughts on, on everything that she I read to you that she said about... Uh, oh. I mean, look, she's just doing it for attention. Uh-huh. Her, her catchphrase isn't working out as, you know, isn't coming back as hard as she thought it was going to. What was her catchphrase, according to you? Wasn't it like, uh, didn't, wasn't she the one who, like, walked back, sir, backwards? Or is that somebody else? Who walked backwards? Didn't oh, she, you're, like, talking, no, you're talking about her drag daughter, Vanjie. Yeah. No, okay. No, no. That's what a different I, person. Yeah. Vanjie. Okay. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, uh, well, first of all, as we said, yeah. it wasn't just wanting the eggplant. I mean, it was obviously more insidious than that. Uh, but what about the part? And you and I talked about this in private. What about the part? Because you had a really interesting answer here. That's why I want, I want to poke around here. When she says, "I've done many auditions for acting, and I'm intelligent enough to know that I don't need to send a video of me jerking off to have an acting role. For me, it's kind of a money move." What do you What do you think about that? I, I was sort of. I was kind of hinting around that when i was talking to you yesterday what are your thoughts on that um you know i think hindsight's 2020 you know i think i think we all think we would love to be we would love to say to ourselves oh if i you know it's it's it reminds me of the thing with uh, harvey weinstein we'd all love to say to ourselves oh if i was asked to come to a hotel room i would i wouldn't go but you don't know that you don't know what your circumstances will be and and Alexis Mateo doesn't know that. Also, Alexis mm-hmm. Mateo has been in the business. So, you know, they could have he could have done stuff early on that was seen as a little naive and now he's learned from it. Mm-hmm. And so he could be like now with his experience say, "Oh, I wouldn't do that." But these are people, mm-hmm. these are men who who are starting out, who who are trying to get their foot in the door. Yeah. And they're they, they don't know exactly what is right or wrong, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, I think to say, I mean, I've been, I've been, I've fallen for so many scams in mm-hmm. my life mm-hmm. that it's just like, it's honestly, I think you get to a point too, when you're doing something, even if the questions start popping up in your head where you go, okay, well, if it's false, I'm an idiot. So you would almost rather believe that it's true than then admit that it's false. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that to say that these people at no point question what was happening, yeah. I think is a little naive too, because they could have questioned it, mm-hmm. but they could have been like, well, I've been doing, I've been taking steroids for the past eight months. Mm-hmm. So, you know, right. very good. All right. Let's move on to the next headline. Okay. 
Uh-huh. Aaron Schock, a former GOP representative known for supporting anti-LGBTQ legislation and dodging rumors about his sexuality, came out as gay in an Instagram post on Thursday. He wrote, I am gay. For those who know me and for many who only know of me, this will come as no surprise. For the past year, I've been working through a list of people who I felt should finally hear the news directly from me before I made a public statement. I wanted my mother, my father, my sisters, my brother, and my closest friends to hear it from me first. The fact that I am gay is just one of those things in my life in need of explicit affirmation to remove any doubt and to finally validate who I am as a person. In many ways, I regret the time wasted in not having done so sooner. I offer my story as one person's experience. I've come to believe it is, in some respects, just a more public version of a difficult and ultimately now optimistic journey familiar to many LGBTQ people. Upon entering Congress in 2009, at the age of 27, Shock became the youngest member of the legislative body. Yet, his political career ended in disgrace after he resigned amid a scandal surrounding his spending in 2015. At the center of the controversy were accusations that Shock used taxpayer dollars to decorate his office in the theme of the hit television show Downton Abbey for extravagant travel. Shock, oh, and for its driving trouble, Shock, who has been criticized for a dismal track record on LGBTQ rights, revealed that he tried to avoid addressing his sexuality while growing up in a religious household in Illinois, and that's when he entered Congress. He did not feel like people would accept him as a gay man, so he threw himself into the work. This work included voting against the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell, and against hate crime protections for LGBTQ people. He also voted for the Defense of Marriage Act. Lori Roggenkamp, a lot to uh, take in there. Your thoughts on everything I just told you about Congressman Aaron Schock, or former Congressman Aaron Schock, coming out of the closet. I'm glad he came out of the closet, and uh, now he can kindly go fuck himself. (laughs) Once again, the welcoming heart of Lori Roggenkamp. Explore that. You know who it reminds me of is that guy, who was that actor who who was said that an actor said that he molested him and then he came out as gay? Like, that was going to be the, a good reason for why he did it. I think you're conflating two things. He was on House of Cards. Yeah, okay. Kevin Spacey. I don't think Kevin Spacey said he was molested. Kevin Spacey was accused. No, that's uh, what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, is that yeah, yeah. He's, oh, I see. An actor said he molested him. So, an act, yeah, the actor who, uh, what's that guy's name from Rent, uh, accused Kevin Spacey of, I don't think he called it molesting him, of... Um, an unwanted sexual act upon him. What happened was they were in a play together and at a cast party, uh, they were both a little drunk. Well, I don't know if he was drunk, if the act of the victim was drunk. Um, does someone in Discord know his name? I'm sure they have written it down already. Um, th- and thank you, Anthony Rapp. Thank you. Anthony Rapp says he was like 14. And I don't know, I don't know what Anthony Rapp was drunk or not, but Kevin Spacey was very drunk. Even Anthony Rapp says that. And that Kevin Spacey basically threw himself on top of Anthony Rapp. And Anthony Rapp, I think, just got out of the situation. Um, but uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Spacey, we've, uh, you know, everyone came out of the work, woodwork and was, he did way worse shit. But that was the thing that brought everything out. And yes, and then he came out as soon as that was, uh, he was accused of that. So I think, to me, the, the, I think we've reached a point, and I think it's great that we reached this point, but I think we reach a point where it's like, yeah, okay, you, your, li- your childhood might not have been the best as far as like being able to come out of the closet, but that no longer gives you the excuse to become this horrible human being to hide your sexuality. And I think, you know, just because you, you're afraid to come out of the closet does not give you the right to treat other people like crap. Mm-hmm. And so 
Yeah. So but he can go fuck himself. Uh, okay, but w- I want to explore this a little further here. And, and, and you know, I just I just read an interesting piece today in doing research for this show that was saying that you know perhaps the response to someone like Aaron Shock is to welcome him with him with love because it's not about what you did in the past so much as much as what are you going to do in the future now. And that was that some people have lamented that a couple of things that were missing from his coming out story were, you know, A, I'm sorry, and B, uh, I plan on fighting for you and working for you in the future. I realize I made a mistake. Um, But, you know, this guy was arguing in this opinion piece, in this op-ed, that maybe that we as gay people, we should welcome him and show him love and try and show him the air of his ways in hopes that he becomes a better person. Remember, once again, a, a whole uh, redemption arc. You don't believe in that. You don't buy into that. I think he should be. Al- Look, there are people in the gay community that I don't like, but they're still in the gay community. Me, you know? for instance. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Luke Stamen, for example. Oh, um, don't say that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But what I'm saying is, is like, I'm not saying, look, you can't deny somebody a community. Uh-huh. I feel yeah. like if if they're part of they're part of the group, they're part of the group. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. If you're gay, you're part of the gay community. Yeah. Now, you choose whether or not you want to uh, participate in the community and help mm-hmm. it thrive, or yeah. you want to be selfish and look out your, for your own self-interest. And mm-hmm. up until this point, he has done the latter. And so, no, I don't feel like... Uh, I'm not somebody who thinks that he should be treated with spite. I just don't feel like anybody should be shaking his hand and telling him, way to go, buddy. He didn't do anything, okay. you know? All right. I, I, so I, no, I, I think that he needs to prove himself before anybody will, will rise up. Look, if he, if tomorrow he says, oh, I'm going to start doing this, this and this great. Mm-hmm. Good for him. But that's on him. That's not on anybody else. That's fine. But that sounds like a different, that sounds like different, uh, from what you said earlier when you said he can go kindly go fuck himself well i just meant like fuck you like you know like fuck you like i'm not saying that like i want him to leave or i want him to go i just want him to know that uh, i from the bottom of my heart fuck you you know all right like i say that to you all the time from the bottom i wake of my up heart, to text though. messages from it every morning yeah I know. yeah mm-hmm. fuck you uh-huh. you know all right very good so. let's go to the next headline Country legend Dolly Parton has revealed a secret ambition to return to the cover of men's magazine Playboy. The Grammy Award winner was appearing on 60 Minutes Australia when she was met with a cheeky question about her possible retirement age. She said, well, I don't plan to retire. I just turned 74. I plan to be on the cover of Playboy magazine again. See, I did Playboy magazine years ago. I thought it'd be such a hoot if they'll go for it. I don't know if they will. I could be on the cover again when I'm 75. Lori, you suggested the story. What were your thoughts here? I suggest this because I feel like only gay men would love this. <laughs> I feel like you would get only a strictly gay. This would be the first time that a woman is on the on the, the cover of Playgirl yeah. and nude. Playboy. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Playgirl. You know, you know what's so funny? You're, you make a really good point. If you, they're always trying to count gay guys in this country. Here's how you do it. Just put Dolly Parton on the cover of Playboy and then just count how many issues they sold and then you know how many gay people there are in the country. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I gotta be honest with you. I yeah. think I think that it would sell I think it would sell like hotcakes. Oh yeah. I would 100%. I would pay for it. 
Would you masturbate to it? Uh, I have a hard time masturbating to photos. Mm-hmm. So... I need a, I need like it to be like a video. I need like either audit, actually auditory, mm-hmm. or I need a story. So I need yeah. to read something, or you know. Mm-hmm. So if I could get like a blurb of what she's doing, yeah. <laughs> she's taking it, then maybe yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's hard for me to masturbate to a photo. All right, very good. Well, uh, I think it's rad. I will definitely buy a copy. Um. Yeah. I would I would do you think they would do it though? I feel like they're broke enough to where they would do it. Oh yeah, yeah, they would 100% do it. They would 100% do it. All right, here we go. Okay, guys. So, I want to tease this a little bit here. Uh, uh Lori, we're going to be doing a bonus segment just for our Patreon supporters only. So, I mean, look guys, I'm going to make the pitch in a second, but Lori, I want before we do, what is the teaser for the bonus segment that we're doing today? Um, so I did a deep dive into Mark Latunsky, who is the man who murdered Kevin Bacon, not that Kevin Bacon. Um, he murdered a man named a very, what seems like a very sweet man named Kevin Bacon, mm-hmm. uh, after meeting him on Grinder on Christmas Eve. Of 2019? And- of 2019. Oh, wow. Okay. And he murdered him. And he, uh, I guess, long story short, he, the police came, found out where he was because he had been reported, Kevin Bacon had been reported missing. Mm-hmm. They found out where he was. They asked to do a search of Latunsky's house. And Latunsky immediately said, wait, Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I, We're not doing the story right now. I just need a teaser. Okay. Well, let oh. me stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. So everyone should know if you want to. Hear, I, I was so engrossed in this. I was like, "Wait, what? I don't know how teasers work." Yeah. <laughs> my teasers are just episodes. Yeah, yeah, she was in the whole episode, but that was good because I was like, so engrossed. I was like, "What?" And I caught myself. If you every episode you get on this feed, there's a bonus segment for Patreon supporters. Go to Patreon.com/slash/AfterthoughtMedia. Join at the premium level, and you will get this bonus segment about the grinder murderer killed Kevin Bacon. Uh, you, I think, this, yeah, I think you have some other headlines too, right, Lord? That you wanted to share. Um, I mean, I could share those. I didn't really do any yeah, 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 deep dives yeah. on those because you said that they weren't light, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everyone should know. Lori and I were talking today, and I was like, I want to keep the rumor mill, the news kind of light, you know? And, and, and she, you know, we'll do this in the rumor mill segment, I mean, in the bonus segment. I will go over some of the stories that Lori was sending me thinking that they were light stories. I l- still feel like they're light stories. <laughs> <laughs> I stand anyway. by them. I was just reading through them, and I was like, these are hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, to hear this segment, uh, go to patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Once again, join at the premium level, and you will have access to this bonus content plus a, t- a, a, a guy, four or five episodes a week of just Drag Race content. So uh, it's a fantastic deal. Everyone who's there is super happy. There's tons of people right now in our Discord. What's stopping you? All right? We'll see you here soon. Guys, now it's time for the spoiler segment. If you don't want to hear any spoilers, get the fuck out now. The spoiler segment starts now. All right, we're probably going to lose a bunch of people in the Discord, or they're going to turn their volume down. I always try to give them a couple seconds to get out. Lori, are you ready for spoilers? 
Oh, wait, can I go? I don't want any spoilers. <laughs> well, I, you know, speaking of, last week we did episode two spoilers. And they were right across the board. It was one thing we got wrong. Was, not we, you know, we were reading from the Reddit spoiler doc. Yeah. Um, but it was there was speculation that one of the judges was from the movie Chicago. That's what I was wondering. I yeah. was going to bring that up because I, I looked and I was like, did was Tandy Newton in Chicago? I look too because before I say anything on this show, I do incredible research before I uh, make sure I say anything on this show. So yeah, but uh-huh. that, that was one of the. Um, it was a that was there's a, everyone should know when you when you listen to this, there are speculations and then there are expectations. All the expectations were true. The one speculation we had was wrong that she was that one of the judges was from Chicago. All right, so let's actually look at the expectations for this week's episode. The title is World's Worst. It's an improv challenge. The oh, expect- God. Yeah, <laughs> thank God you're on this. Everyone should know Taylor's... Spoiler, not the spoiler. Taylor's not on this week. Oh, and you know what? Lori's going to get a spoiler right now, too. If Lori joins us, we'll talk about it off the air, Lori. It might be Lori Roggenkamp and another L.A. improv and sketch icon... Jay Ellis joining us. Uh-huh. Oh, Jay Ellis. Yeah. Um, another nice. imp- uh, both uh, uh, veterans of the Groundlings. Right? Oh, he. I didn't realize. I thought he was UCB. I didn't realize he did that. Oh, I thought he was Groundlings. I could have sworn it was Groundlings. Oh, okay. Anyway. Well, I mean, you know more than I do. Famed improv uh, sketch. Well, no, famed sketch group, the Groundlings, both Lori and Jay Ellis. Didn't make it into Sunday Company. All right, here we go. No, we did not. Yeah. Uh, so, but I would be-, be interested to find out how much money he wasted <laughs> not making it into Sunday Company. Okay, no one knows what we're talking about. All right, uh, the expected mini challenge is one that you would have seen on Drag Race UK. It's called Tops and Bottoms, and we will we're going to do a very detailed spoiler of this episode. So we'll get into that then. The expected maxi challenge is that improv sketch uh, challenge, an improv challenge. The expected win is for none other than um, persona non grata herself, Sherry Pie. Uh, see, this is what I'm worried about, yeah. is that I'm going to end up liking her on the show. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. The expected bottom two are Nikki Doll and Dahlia Sin. The expected lip sync. Oh, you know what? I forgot to pull the, the song. Let me pull the song right now. The expected lip sync, obviously, is between Jada. No, not between Jada. It's between, I, I don't know why I just... That's from last week. It's be, obviously expected lip sync is between Nikki Doll and Dahlia Sin. And he, I'm going to play right now the expected song. Okay. Okay. Um, I got to pull it up, though. So I'm going to... Can you vamp while I do that? Yeah. Uh, I recently... Yeah. Just... I, I don't know. God, this is why I'm an improv genius. Yeah. Okay, I had the song. I just up. did a podcast about roller coasters. Oh, that sounds interesting. Okay, yeah. it does actually. Um, okay, the expected song is the. Let me let me, uh, let me get out of this first. We don't ruin the song. Uh, we talked about Disneyland. Oh, Knott's Berry Farm. I talked about the recent trip that we took to Knott's Berry Farm. Where we got on zero roller coasters. We went on zero roller coasters. Yeah, I love how he kept asking me. He kept trying to get back to asking me what my favorite rides were, and I was mm-hmm. like, the food. Mm-hmm. Is delicious. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's the thing. I want to know if you know it, Lori. Can you name that tune? Ready? I'm going to play just a clip, and then you tell me. Ready? Okay. Okay. Here it comes. 
I'll give you a little more. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I know it. Oh, you know it already? Yeah, let me see if I can find it. Um, What do you mean find it? Why did you find it? I want to see if I can play it, if I can say that I found oh, it. Oh, oh, well, just tell me. No, I don't know the name of it. I know the song, but okay, I don't know the go, name. Okay, here we go, here we go. Can you tell me who sings it? Christina Aguilera? No, here we go. What? What is it? One less problem. It's it, well. Mm-hmm. The name of the song is yeah, problem. Iggy Azalea. Problem by Ariana Grande and Iggy Azalea. One more problem with you, Okay, uh, the expected... Oh, I'm sorry, go back to the this. Can I the, tell you what Yeah. song that I thought it was going to be? Sure. I mean, you don't, I don't have... You don't... If you don't... But the song is expected to be Problem by Ariana Grande and Nikki Zalia. Yeah. Okay, let me see. Anyway, while you do that, the expected runway is Buttons and Bows, and it's expected that the eliminated contestant... Contestant. Nikki Doll. Nikki Doll. Why am I Why am myself? I, what? I'm hearing myself. I hear myself. Oh, shoot. Okay. Sorry. Can you Do you still hear yourself? I don't know. No, I don't. Okay. Uh, is Dahlia Sin. So the prediction is Dahlia Sin is the first contestant to go home. And again, the predicted guest judge is Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn is the guest judge. Okay, Lori, what are we going to play for us? Olivia Munn is a good one. She Has she been on the show before? I don't know. Um... She was the she was the one who she talked about how um uh she Brett was she dating Brett Ratner and he used to like to masturbate with shrimp. What? Do you remember that? No. She said that he she like talk she used to date Brett Ratner and that he used to eat shrimp talk cocktails while he masturbated because he liked to have the grease. So this is the song I was thinking of. I'm so into voguing right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. I, don't, I just imagine your face is just both parts of what the fuck and what? <laughs> okay, let's do a detailed breakdown of episode three. I actually have one. Okay. Okay. As the episode opens up, the two groups, group one and group two, are facing down in the workroom. Supposedly, okay. Britta says she and Jan Sport. So Britta Filter claims that she and Jan Sport are in the same family. The same drag family. Oh. Heidi in Closet calls Sherry Pie Mimi I'm first. Group okay. two uh, asks, that means episode two girls, was there any drama? 
And then it cuts to all the moments where everyone's arguing with Widow, and then Group 1 says no. Group, <laughs> group 2 calls themselves Team Talent. Like I said, the guest judge is the mini, Olivia Munn. The mini challenge, Widow and Jada. So Widow Von Du and Jada Essence Hall are asked to organize the girls from top to bottom. Oh, because they were both the winners of their episodes. As the winners of the episodes, to organize the girls from top to bottom, from who they think is strongest to weakest. Widow has to uh, organize the episode two girls, and Jada has to organize the episode one girls. Widow breaks them down as follows. Widow puts Sherry, Jan, Dahlia, Rock, and Aiden. I'm assuming that's top to bottom. So Sherry is the top. Jan Sport, Dahlia Sin, Rock and Sakura, and Aiden as as the bottom. Jada does it in the following order. Gigi Good as the top, followed by Britta Filter, Nikki Doll, Jackie uh, Cox, Crystal Method, and then finally Heidi in Closet as the worst. Um, next they pick Team Captains and Widow Von Du, Jada Essence Hall. Hi- oh, because. Heidi, what? Oh, I see how they did it. Because Heidi and Aiden were the bottom, the last, they were also team captains. So the team captains for this improv challenge are Widow Von Dude, Jada Essence Hall, Heidi in Closet, and Aiden Zane. The main challenge is an improv for The World's Worst, a competition show for people with no talent. Team one consists of Aiden, Aiden Zane, Sherry Pie, and Britta Filter. Uh, the sketch is called Three Girls, One Brain. They're all supposed to be talking all at once like they share a brain. Sherry and Britta keep talking over Aiden. They speak together, but it's very shaky, and they have to talk very slowly to do it. Olivia Munn saying that they were her favorite. Britta says in the workroom oh. that she felt that she and Sherry were carrying Aiden and that Aiden wasn't a very good leader. Team- did they go to a specific school or theater, or did they just do it an in- the improv show there? They just do the improv show there. They don't school or theater is there Um, somebody who comes and coaches them that might be the case i don't know i don't have an answer for you they've done that they've done both in the past and as we learned in the choreography challenge that they had a choreographer come in off screen and give them some tips so maybe they had that for this too i don't know okay for team two it consists of heidi in closet jackie cox and Gigi good um they do a sketch called the Del Rio Triplets, Three Old Women, obviously a jab at Bianca. Um, it's not. I'll try to explain that in a second. Gigi is Blanca, Heidi is Kronka, and Jackie is Bronca. Heidi says she was shaken by Jada calling her the weakest. Oh, but feels good that her group is supportive of her. Rue, Rue tells Heidi again that she thinks her name is terrible. Gigi plays dead, asleep the whole time. Heidi shines, and Jackie acts as the leader of the triplets. Okay, I can explain this. There was a really campy group of older ladies, they're all dead now, called the Del Rubio triplets. Okay? Not the Del Rio, they're called the Del Rubio triplets. And they would go around, they would wear like really short skirts and like knee high boots and do like covers of songs. And um, they, they, what they did was they played for very cheap to nursing homes. Even when they got sort of popular on like the variety show circuit, you know, and like Pee Wee Herman uh-huh. would use them a lot. Um, and they were on the Golden Girls. They've been on a bunch of things. And um, uh, they were a, a weird, strange camp hit in the eighties. And I remember as a child, my mom ran nursing homes for her career. As a child, before they got big in the eighties, like in the early eighties, I was like a little kid. 
they uh, came to my mom's nursing home and I went to go see them perform. I've actually seen them perform as a child. So really? Called, yeah, what were they, they, did you like them? Yeah, they thought they were cool. Uh, uh, maybe, you know what, let me let me pull them up. Uh, and uh, it's hard to... They're not necessarily visual, but I would recommend everyone go to YouTube and look up the Del Rubio triplets. Um, but uh, I'll, let you, I'll let you listen to them a little bit. They were just super campy. Um... Here they are, here are you on beat. These boots are made for walking. It's sort of one of the songs they always Hit up. I'll post the link in the Discord. You keep saying you got something funny. Something you call up, but confess. You've been a mess where you shouldn't have been a mess. You kind of have to see it. So look at just go if you go to YouTube and put in the Del Rubio triplets, uh, you, it will they will come up. They're, they were very very popular in the eighties. So that's that's what they're making. It's not a Nanka Bianca. They're making fun of the Del Rubio triplets. All right, here we go. Um, team three: Witty, Widow, claims Widow Von Du, Nikki Doll, and Crystal Method. It's called Squirrel Scouts. Uh, Widow plays the drunk one, Nikki is the sexy one, and Crystal is the smart one. Nikki wanted to let the drunk one... Want, l- Nikki wanted to be the drunk one so she wouldn't be pigeonholed as just a look queen. Their talent is selling nut butter. God, they would have the worst jokes. Nikki and Crystal don't say too much, and Widow is the strongest of the group. Finally, Team 4 consists of Jada Essence Hall, Jan Sport, and Dahlia Sin, plus Rock M. Sakura... Sakura. Rock wasn't originally picked for a group, but we don't know what happens. For some reason, he goes into the group. The name of the sketch is Fruity Patooties. Fruits, who are LGBTQ activists. Jada is a bad apple who was kicked out of the group and replaced by Dahlia's broccoli character. She's a Brock ally, like gay ally. Rock M is orange. Rock M doesn't want to be orange and wants to be bad apple. Dahlia is clearly the worst, and Rock M and Jan carry her through the improv, and Jada comes in late and helps to bring the energy back. Carson Cressley plays the Ryan Seacrest-type host, and the judges are Ross as Bossy Rossi, Charo, and Ornacia. That's the head that used to sit on Vivacious's head. Vivacious was a contestant on season six. Lori, I gotta explain this to Lori. In season six, there was a contestant named Vivacious. Oh, talk, wait, 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 I can't do her voice now. Oh, I can't remember her voice. Anyway, she had a funny voice. But when she came into the workroom, she had this big foam head, on, not a little foam head on the top of her head that was named Ornacia. Okay? <laughs> okay. All right. Any, any thoughts so far? Because this, this is a very lengthy, detailed outline here, Lori. That is. I'm not even done. I, I mean, to be honest with you, I feel like I'm, or, I'm already going to be annoyed because I, I don't feel like any of this is improv. Like it feels like it's very like sketch orient. It's like it's like almost short form, but like very short form. Yeah. So I'm already. Oh, it's be not really improv. It. They call it that, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Dahlia's personal story during the elimination day is that she is talk. She talked about how she has an identical twin who is also gay, and that oh. Dahlia came out first, and now her twin wants to try drag. The runway, oh. like I said, is buttons and bows. Um. Then they go through the look. I'm not going to go through the looks here. Um, let's see. Safe. Okay, so the, here are the people who are safe. Here are the safe queens. Widow Von Du, Jada Essence Hall, Jan Sport, Rockem Sakura, Gigi Good, Aiden Zane, and Britta. The winner 
is Sherry Pie, who's praised for her spooky runway and for being strong in the challenge. She wins $5,000. Okay. Um, here are the high, the queens who were high, but they didn't make it to the top. Heidi in Closet ja- and Jackie Cox. On the okay. low side, Crystal Method okay, was low. In the bottom two, we have Dahlia Sin and Nikki Doll. Okay. We also hear what it says here is the lip sync, like I told you, is Problem by Ariana Grande and Iggy Azalea. Accor- we're, we're wrapping it up. According to this, Rue has a really fun way of saying don't fuck it up. Okay. Uh, Dahlia has a problem with the lyrics, particularly the part where Iggy Azalea raps. To be honest, both didn't do much on stage and mostly walked back and forth while posing. There are no dips or splits. The winner, or the person who gets to stay, is Nikki Dahl. And the eliminated contestant is Dahlia Sin. Dahlia leaves the stage without saying an exit line or posing at the end of the runway like eliminated queens usually do. And the other queens and judges are visibly shook by it. They cut to her talking about how annoyed and over it she is backstage. Says she's happy she went out wearing something cute at least. Her mess, her mirror message, the message they write in the mirror is, keep your head up, I love you all, Dahlia. Huh. And those are the spoilers for this episode. Dude, now when you said she was, she had trouble with the, with Iggy Azalea rapping, is she, mm-hmm. are you talking about like, she like logistically had problems with it or like just like the idea of like a white Australian woman appropriating black culture? She had problems with that. Which one are you, or both? Probably both. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Lori, any other final? We're going to do the sec, we're going to do the, uh, the bonus segment as a separate segment. So, we're going to wrap it up okay. right here. We're going to wrap it up right here. Okay. And then, yeah. and then, uh, let me do the outro. All right. Here we go. Thank you for listening to the rumor mill. I'm doing this again. I'm doing it on the fly. I haven't recorded an outro yet. Lori Rockingham. You. you can find her on Instagram at PickleMyth. That's P-I-C-K-L-E-M-Y-T-H. You can also listen to her other podcast, uh, The Bloody Podcast with Maria and Lori on her network, The Bloody Podcast Network. Am I missing any plugs, Lori? No. Every Thursday, she's at this Oino Vino in North Hollywood. She does a comedy show called Beautiful Babies. You can go check that out at Oino Vino. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Lori? Um, no. She was on some sort of uh, roller coaster podcast. Meanwhile, I can't get her to do Fat Camp, but she's on a roller coaster podcast. Yep. You yeah. can follow Joe Batance on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batance. That's J O E B E T A N C E. To get the bonus content that we're about to record, go to patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. There's a ton of tiers there. Check them all out. They'll tell you what they get and stuff like that. But uh, the premium tier and above will get you the bonus content. The Rumor Mill comes out on Thursdays. Drag Race Recap comes out. This is a great outro. It comes out on Mondays. You're doing but, a great job. Yeah, thank you. But but if you're on Patreon, you get the Drag Race Recap on Saturdays. And you what? get the Rumor Mill on Tuesdays. Yeah, that's how it works. With the anyway, same intro? Everything. Patreon.com slash Afterthought Media. Okay, we're going to do the bonus segment. I hope you go get a chance to listen. We'll see you in a bit. Okay.